everything in business is a gamble. People generally buy people. It's genius! We want an education department. What you're thinking, can you get the buy-in? Buy-in, buy-in. You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. At the start of 2021, we stated we were going to help make the year one of choice, passion, readiness, and determination. So we set out to ask questions like, how do you stay creative with so many obstacles to overcome? How do you reignite the passion after such a trying year? Or get staff's ongoing commitment to the salon? What can you do to bridge the gap between leadership and the team? What can you do to increase your bottom line? And what are the best ways for salons to stay connected with clients? This week's episode is the final drop of season five. For the occasion, we'll be looking back at which 10 Forced FM episodes recorded and aired this year resonated most with you. And since we'll be covering loads, we'll get straight into it. Coming in at number 10, we had episode 197 featuring Richard Gibbons, founder of Boost My Customers, a UK-based company, on generating substantial ROI with paid social advertising. This episode was aired on March 1st, and to give a bit of context, we had a lot of people working from home. There had been an accelerated need for all businesses to connect, sell, and communicate online. So we were talking about how from 2021 onward, having a paid social media advertising strategy to work along the organic one would be a must for salons to attract clients and generate substantial ROI. In the episode, we discussed how to scale profitably with no capital, ways to know if your social media advertising campaign would succeed before spending a penny on ads, how to craft the perfect online advertising offer, and we also shared some success stories from owners who would have worked with Richard in the past. You can't just say, I'm going to launch a Facebook ad today. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to kind of give it a go. At the end of the day, like, is your goal to reach random people or are you actually looking to make a return and get people in your business? I would actually tell all salon owners to go to your past, current, and future, if possible, get friends to share it to their friends. And actually ask them five simple questions. What are their wants? What are their needs? What are their goals? What are their fears? And maybe roadblocks in the way of having X treatment. Really just getting in their mind. And once you get in their mind, it's easy to sell to them because you know exactly what they're looking for. You know their needs. And literally place their needs in front of them and it's gonna be a no-brainer for them to actually visit your salon. So while Richard had five questions that he recommended salon owners ask their clients before spending a penny on ads to make sure that they uh, that their social media advertising campaign would be successful, I had two questions for Richard coming into 2022. And what I asked him was, when he thinks about working with salon owners, what does success look like for him? And if he could only pick two, what would he say were the biggest client success stories for him in 2021? So success, it does vary depending on each salon's kind of goals. So some want engagement to kind of be the industry leader in their area. Some people want money, which I think the main thing is people want clients and money coming in. So we see success as they've invested X amount and they're making a really nice, healthy return and investment on top of it. And all of the other engagement and everything is kind of a bonus. Uh, But I think the main thing when you're doing any paid advertising, you want to make sure at least you're breaking even and you've got like a money making machine. Uh, so the main success factor for us is a the clients happy, but also they're making money on top of everything they're investing on their online advertising. 
Regarding like salons, I'd say one would be a client here, Bearsden Beauty, uh, run by Shirley. So it's based in Glasgow in Scotland. And I think especially with all the lockdown stuff that's recently happened, like the last years have been mayhem for a salon and that industry, right? So I think for them was just transitioning them from their usual in-person salon meetings, to transferring everything to online consultations, helping them actually sustain their income, but actually transferring it all to online consultations, online sales products, and everything like that. And I think it's pretty cool just to see, even across the whole industry, right, people making that transition where so many, for the past 10, 20 years, everyone's done the same thing, the same routines, and then lockdown happened. It's like, gosh, if we want to sustain this business, we need to kind of pivot. So I think definitely helping Shirley Burst and Beauty, she's absolutely amazing. Big shout out to Shirley, uh, seeing what she's doing there. And another one, gosh, that's a, that's a good question. One would be, it's like a laser hair removal clinic called Advanced Laser Aesthetics. They do like facials, they do laser hair removal. And again, with them having the lockdown, trying to sustain their business, they were able to scale to two new locations, uh, hire brand new staff and actually scale from a brand new clinic within like a year or so, really transitioning into two substantial locations, buying more machines, buying more devices. Uh, and it's cool to see their journey again, starting with them from the beginning. It's pretty cool to see great. They started here, they worked super hard, they're an incredible client, and now they're at to this level. Uh, and it's pretty inspiring to see great with hard work, determination, and actually the right strategy. Like the sky is the limit, especially in the beauty industry, right? It's growing massively. So once again, that was episode 197 with Richard Gibbons. And if you're looking for ways to scale profitably with no capital, to craft a perfect online advertising offer, or to hear more success stories from owners who would have worked with Richard in the past, then this episode is the one for you. Coming in then at number nine, we had episode 218 featuring Ramiro Corrales and Cameron Kepford on pivoting to enhance growth and value. This episode was aired on August 9th. And to set the context for this episode, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have beliefs about the things that you don't always have precise answers for. For example, whether the launch of a new product line or an online store will succeed or if your customers will react positively when you go from one way of operating to another. But if you're not paying attention to your staff, your customers, or even your market as a whole, if you're not ready to change those beliefs uh, when things aren't working the way they should, then you risk undermining the growth and prosperity of your business. I think, you know, it's hard to ever be 100% sure if you're going to make the right move. Any kind of pivot, no matter what situation is, as long as you're evaluating, is this coming from a good place, this change? Is it going to be good for everyone on my team? Is it going to be good for our clients? Is it going to be overall just the best intentions? Then that should help you kind of navigate through it because if you're just trying to do the right thing, then you really shouldn't have to second guess it too much. There are some things that you have to stick it out. Like you don't want to just like throw something into the pot and if it doesn't like catch right away, like take it back out. Like some things do need to marinate. And I feel like once like you're more open-minded, you'll be able to trust that gut feeling a little bit more. So then you'll know like, okay, now it's time to pivot or we need to start like thinking about this because like we're starting to recognize these changes. Pivoting isn't an easy feat. And that's why I wanted to touch base once again with the House of Air leaders, Ramiro and Cameron, and ask them three questions. What were the most useful resources they developed of in 2021? How was their salon different than a year ago? And what energized them during the past year slash what was their intention for 2022? Oh my gosh, I feel like we are 
like through so many changes in people's personal lives and professional lives, like we've just really like narrowed down like on our experience and like we're like at maximum efficiency. Like we have positions open in our salon right now that like we've interviewed like people for, but like we're really just only bringing people onto our team that like really have the same vision and want to genuinely be a part of our culture. The last two years, like I've had like this immense amount of drive and I think it's because like a lot of those like guards and egos were broken down because like the industry is changing so much and because everyone was going through like a global pandemic that instead of like pulling the reins back and slowing down, like it, like it amped me up, like everyone's on an equal playing field. So like, this is like the time to sink or swim. And I, so I feel like with social, like social media, like TikTok and Instagram and uh, just podcasts and everything, like just really putting myself out there has really like escalated and grown myself like on a whole nother level. And then with that being said, that's helped like the salon and our team because the community sees industry sees it so it's given like a lot of inspiration for like people within our team and then it's given them like a platform to like be authentically themselves and incorporating like parts of them into their career so it's just merged a lot of their like of their own like desires like no one's mimicking what other one like other people are trying to do anymore and I feel like that has just been monumental for everyone everyone is really focusing on themselves and incorporating like putting like their authentic self as a part of their career too which is just making everything like grow and like become more and more untouchable in 2020 and 2021 like you're just terrified for any change because there's already so much changing going around us and you have those limited beliefs of like oh my gosh like are we gonna be like the salon down the street or the restaurant that just closed and so like we didn't have a lot of fear but that's a little naive to say that there is fear based like on change even though we embrace it and we accept it i think that we like just rolled with all the changes that were happening but now we're making those changes ourselves like to make sure that we can protect everything that we've created we are so overly confident with what we've created that like we want to protect it so we can only grow it cuz like our energy and our vibe is just stronger than ever i think a big change too going on that is that we're in a time right now where people are a lot more, they're wanting to be more self-aware and wanting to put more time into themselves personally and growing. It's really cool because at one point I think it was like considered cheesy to be that way. But like we just want to keep surrounding ourselves with people who are on that path because when people are trying to work on themselves and be their best version, then that just kind of falls into everyone else's life. So it makes the salon a great place. Um, going into 2022, I think it's just consistency. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's on the nail consistency. Um, with going into the new year, there's so many things that we've always been so open to change. And I just want to kind of, I feel like for a while, because there was so much out of your, our hands that we went with all the changes, but we weren't necessarily the people to be the forefront making change. So I have intentions to kind of try to lead in doing things in different new ways within the salon. Um, and also I get a lot of joy of helping people meet their goals and manifestations. So I'm hoping to really just get with the people in the on the team to help them do that for themselves as well. 
We want to disrupt everything. The industry is changing. People's lives are changing. And being in a commission-based salon, like, we need to be innovative and, like, ahead of the curve. So, like, we're providing what needs to be provided for someone to be a part of a team-based atmosphere because if COVID or the pandemic um, showed anyone that like people are working from home, people are isolating, people are being like by themselves. And so we don't want to lose that. Like we love like the team-based atmosphere. Like I don't want like all of our employees to go into suites or like being like, Oh, I can do this at home. So like really having something to offer that is just untouchable, like with, without like being in our four walls. If you're keen to learn about their experience or hear their strategies on how to mitigate risk and address how you don't always need a crisis to pivot, then you should definitely tune in to episode 218. The eighth most popular episode of 2021 was episode 226 featuring business coach, trainer, and author Steve Gomez on what it takes for a salon to be ready for its next hire. A bit of context once again, you know, no matter how long you've been in business, hiring new employees can be a long and tedious experience. I'm sure you've all been through that before. And that's not exactly likely to change, but it doesn't have to be dreading either. The systems you set in place can make a world of difference, and that's what we were exploring in our conversation. What if we're recruiting to create the most unimaginable lifestyle and career for somebody. What if that's the goal? I think a lot of times owners and leaders are recruiting out of their need. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have a need. You know, I've got a station or a treatment room to fill. Got to handle it, right? However, we must flip that script and make it be about, I'm searching to transform people's lives in my community. The next piece is then working on systems and operational functionality. And now it's your opportunity to plug yourself and your values and your personality into these systems and let's go rock the house. And I think when you come from it, from that way of looking at it, it's so not about you. It's about finding those diamonds in the rough and being patient. That's the next piece of the mindset, being patient with the process. In the most empowered way, I say, how dare we hire somebody without having that there? I touched base with Steve once again at the start of this year and asked him, when you think about the businesses you work with all year round, what does growth mean to you? Well, I think on a monthly basis, I'm coaching around 22 salons and spas a month. And, you know, they're all different shapes and sizes. Uh, and every, every business is in a different phase of their, of their career and, 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 and how they're operating. So, you know, when when I think about what growth means for them, it, it's it's pretty multifaceted. Um, first and foremost, uh, uh, my commitment is to see that the owner uh, ma manager or the person that I'm engaging and actively coaching is personally growing themselves through the work that we do. Um, I don't want to see somebody just become a taskmaster, learning new systems, implementing it and moving on to the next thing. And I think a lot of times that that kind of happens where, you know, the owners just want to do, all right, I want to do this. I want to implement that. I want to go. And then it's next, 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 next. So I try to have people slow down and take a look at the journey they just went through to implement something and how did, what did they learn and how is that lesson going to support them in the future? So there is a personal maturation process. It's not just 
do grunt work, do grunt work, do grunt work, business gets better, but we don't stop and look at lessons so that we retain, replicate, and continue onward. So I think for me, I, I, I always hang my hat on making sure that people are looking at how they're developing themselves. That's the first part. I think the next part with regard to growth is uh, looking at the data, um, looking at uh, our sales going northward, you know, moving in the right direction from a service, retail, um, and client count perspective. Um, are we uh, increasing the number of team members if that's something that's needed? And are they growing? Um, are we uh, increasing bottom line profitability because we're managing key performance indicators to the level that we need? Things like inventory, uh, back bar, like retail and back bar inventory, payroll, um, those, those critical things that when we manage can create more profit for us. So personal development, number one, uh, looking at the data to see where we're excelling and where there's opportunities, um, to continue to excel. Um, and, and then next, um, how are we growing culturally? Cause you know, I as an owner could be growing, but um, is that, am I helping move the dial within the culture? You know, how are the people that trust me with their livelihood growing? How are they moving uh, to the next level? Um, where are they maturing and becoming more empowered and confident? And where are they not? Um, you know, so those, those are the three places that when I'm looking at a business, I want to help them see how they're growing and moving to that next level. And then I got curious. So I asked him, what do you wish salons left in 2021? What should they kick to the curb once and for all? Yeah, you know, uh, anxiety around things they can't control would be the first thing. You know, uh, at the beginning of this year here, you know, here we are dealing with Omicron, Delta Cron, whatever Cron we're coming into now, you know, and it, it, you know, I came back from holiday break and literally every business has been impacted. Every, all of them have been impacted by COVID either employees out or lots of cancellations, you know, and that creates a lot of stress and anxiety. And I think um, when we focus on what we can control, as opposed to giving a lot of our power away to what's happening in the here and now, um, you know, we become more empowered to see that we're going to move through this. And by mid-February, by March, it's going to be a completely different playing field. Also, I think um, owners out there need to let go of, and, and, and this is a, this is a two-sided conversation. Owners, you need to let go of trying to have all the right answers. And you need to let go of worrying about is your team going to follow everything that you want them to do? Um, you know, put it out there, create what you want, why you want it, ask them questions so that you can understand how they relate to it, get them enrolled in what's possible for themselves through however you want to grow the company, and then allow them to choose. Some are going to choose, some won't. So what next? You know, so I think that's, uh, absolutely important to let go of trying to control the outcome for others. And then for team members, technicians, stylists, same thing. 
You know, um, your owner doesn't have all the answers and they need more support than they ever have to run a successful business and navigate it through this crisis and through uh, this era and time period. You know, so you can either be a complaint about what's not working or you can be a solution. Uh, you can bring ideas. You can work together and work with somebody who is more than likely putting in a tremendous amount of hours up late at night trying to figure out how to do things and needs all the support they can. So work with each other and help each other. If you're ever so slightly struggling with recruitment, this episode explores interdependent leadership concepts, the mindset needed in today's context for recruitment, building out a recruitment plan, and ways to get your team involved in the process. Taking the seventh spot, we had episode 223, featuring the president, lead presenter, and coach at Strategies, Michael Yost, and the certified coach, Dennis Gulo, on driving your salon like you would your car. We aired this episode on September 13th, and it was all about the concept that just because your salon or spa is busy doesn't mean it's profitable or healthy. Profit is not cash. The thing that makes any business successful is the consistency at which you deliver the experience. Financial literacy is being able to interpret financial from information about your company and where you're trying to take it. Businesses don't just exist. We're trying to get them somewhere. We're trying to grow. We're trying to create a better life for ourselves, for all the people part of that business. So I think most people don't do financial literacy simply because the one time they looked at their stuff, they didn't see themselves in those reports. They don't see their company because they don't quite get it understanding what powers your business, what makes that engine run and the components in it are extremely important. A business can't run if it doesn't have any cash or any fuel in the tank. We have to be willing as business owners to gather the information that we need and make good, strong decisions for the health of our company. Businesses that are fearless say, I've got a plan, a direction that I'm set for my company, that I understand about my company, and this making these decisions to take my company here, this is what we're going to do to get there, and let's go for it. I had the pleasure to once again chat with Michael and Dennis at the start of this year and ask them what energized them in 2021, what were they looking forward to this year, and what would they like salon owners to reflect on coming into 2022? This is what they shared with me. I think, I, I guess I can start with what am I looking forward to this year? Uh, and maybe that'll give me a little bit more clarity in what energized me in 2021. Um, I think what I'm most looking forward to is the fact that I do see a, a much greater, and even myself, I think I have a much greater sense of uh, energy and purpose uh, for what's what can happen. And, you know, maybe it's just the fact that honestly, the past basically almost 24 months have been kind of just in this like holding pattern in a lot of ways and just kind of like trying to, you know, just trying to get by, just trying to make everything work. And now it finally feels like even though a lot of things haven't changed, I think my attitude is like, all right, well, if it hasn't changed by now, then we're, you know, I'm done kind of moping around and it's time to go. And so I think I'm energized by the fact that, you know what, um, you know, what the possibility and the potential is, uh, not only, you know, for myself, for our company and for the companies that uh, that we that we work with. 
Yeah, for me, um, it, it has felt like two years of like waiting for life to begin. And I realize that we're not through the whole, you know, health issue yet, but it's, it really, really feels like life is, is about to return. And that's very specifically for the work that we do. We're actually getting to be with people like doing live education, doing, you know, just it, we're, we're getting back to what we love to do. And, and I'm just excited for that. And as far as what energized, energized me for 2021, I'm going to say it was, it was in that we were in the mode of, okay, how do we day by day deal with challenges and overcome? Like we have a big uh, saying it's strategies. It's, uh, you know, adapt and overcome. So it was just a lot of adapt and overcome. And I feel like we're finally getting back to life. I think it's maybe just slightly too early to say it, but I don't want us to ever think this is, you know, I hope that salon owners remember what they just went through. Um, and less and the lessons they can learn from this that are positive, you know, like lessons learned were the fact that again, now we're, we're getting close to now when, when this is being recorded almost two years from when the pandemic really first hit us and shut us down, you know, we're closing in on that anniversary. And the fact is, I hope that salon owners, you know, business owners don't forget the fact that, you know, what they can learn from this is the fact that, Hey, if I were smart about how we set my company up and building, uh, cash reserves and again, being structured properly with the right systems, the companies that did that survived it, uh, and some survived it, you know, well, uh, I guess as well as anyone can. And I hope that we just don't forget those lessons. I hope they're just not already fading into the background and going like, okay, because something like this will happen again. It might not be a pandemic, but another rainy day will come along and these same lessons that we learned from this can really strengthen our companies. I just hope we don't just go, okay, cool, I survived it and and forget about what what the good was out of it because we persevered and did do things that were outside the box that helped our companies. And we learned lessons from it that are that are healthy for us to learn. Coming in at number six, then we had episode 215 featuring advanced healing artist for Lanza and salon centric influencer Christopher Aaron on walking the talk of inclusion and catering for all types of hair. Now, this was a way more personal um, episode. We aired it on July 19th. And one of the key takeaways from that episode was how offering an inclusive experience in your salon doesn't necessarily mean completely changing your setup or your services, but it means at least outgrowing your comfort zone as an artist and how to that there are plenty of benefits not everyone stays educated to know how to work with every single person that will sit down on their chair whatever neighborhood you live in you should be able to get your hair cut and be able to feel comfortable i feel like we need to stop putting ourselves in restrictions it locks us down to not know how to grow or when things are not in style anymore how we work with them a hairdresser is not someone that just does just one thing we do everything I think the only way we're going to see the change is if we start educating ourselves and educating other people and being able to ask other people for help and knowing that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, when I went to beauty school, I learned the basics, you know, and I feel like it takes a lot more than just the basics to get past in life, even with any hair type that you're working with or any color line you're working with. Change and difference makes more money. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. 
Fifth on our roundup, we have episode 193 featuring Davines, Global Color Ambassador, Director of the Hair.com Art Team and Chancellor of the Fellowship for British Hairdressing, Ashley Hodges. This was the very first episode of the year in 2021. It aired on February 1st. And at the time, we were talking about how 2021 was going to be a year of rebirth, a year in which we found new ways to connect and take care of both ourselves and our communities after so much grief and loss. The main points we discussed in this episode were how she's dealt with wellness throughout her life and career, how it can look different for every one of us, and one that really stuck with us, the implicit weight of the word should. As soon as the word should comes into your head, it's because it's coming from an external point. It's not coming from inside you. So it's not very authentic to you at all. So whatever it is that you end up doing that's had that word in it, you're either not going to follow through on it, or when you do follow through on it, you're not going to feel the reward that you hoped that you would. You need to be doing something because it feels right, not because you should do it. The fourth most popular episode of the year was episode 194, featuring respectively CEO and president of Handsome, April and Nikki Dominguez on growth, community and chasing your dream career. This was once again one of the early episodes in season five, February 8th, and we discussed community and networking, the industry's need for connections, and what all people with successful careers have in common. You cannot be what you cannot see. If you can see it in your mind and you can visualize it, then great, you can become it. But if you can't even visualize it because you've never seen it exist in your reality, then how is it going to become? You know, and so that's why I think community is so important because then you start tapping into these networks where you see other people doing it. Then you start to realize this goal is obtainable. I'm seeing them doing it. This goal is obtainable. I'm seeing them doing it. When you look at the industry specifically and you see those people who are successful, you know, and success can be behind the chair being fully booked. It can be owning your own salon, 10 salons. It can be going, opening up your own product brand. There is a consistent, a a very consistent path of learning always be learning. If you're currently going through any sort of change in your career or simply are trying to set up a path for yourself to get to the next step, this is the perfect episode for you. And I promise we'll have you leave inspired and buzzed. And now moving on to our top three most popular episodes of the year. At number three, we have episode 202 with Jill Higginbotham, owner and founder of J. Michael Spa and Salon in Louisville, Kentucky, and Euphora International Business Educator. Jill is passionate about leadership and education, and it comes across in this episode. In this conversation, we aim to help stylists and salon owners realize the importance of their profession, their creativity, and their business. We discussed management fundamentals and pressure points, the six key drivers of salon success, the rule of three, delegation, and staff development. I think when we all start off, we think we have to do every single thing ourselves. And then, of course, as people, we're going to get completely burnt out and, you know, trying to tackle things, especially that aren't in our wheelhouse. I mean, some things I'm just not strong at. Everyone can only handle really three things. You're going to spend 90% of your time focusing on three things. So we call it the rule of three. In the beginning, there were certain things that I thought, well, this isn't my area um, and I need to have someone do that. But I think, you know, one of the challenges that you come up against is finding the right people to do it. The minute that quality dips just a little bit, that is the time to say, wait a minute, I need to bring someone up. I think you have to encourage people and uplift people and let them know that you have confidence in them 
and then just kind of give them an outline and let them run with it. I think that's healthy delegation. Taking the spot at number two, episode 219, featuring salon owner, coach, and author Kelly Shaw on leading staff up the team esteem staircase. Now, this might seem like a very mysterious concept, but when you hear the journey she underwent to get her salon to a space where everyone, so herself, her team, and her clients felt happy and appreciated, you'll 100% get it. You can't just sit there in your bedroom and decide, okay, I want team esteem. I want all my staff to enjoy working together, to trust each other. I want them to trust me and then go into the salon the next day and say, right, guys, we're going to have team esteem. It doesn't work that way. I wish it did, but it clearly doesn't. What do you actually want out of your business? What do you want to achieve? What is the vision? For me, success has always been about growing people. And I was finding that I wasn't being able to develop a team the way that I wanted to be able to develop them. Team Esteem works on that. It's all about feeling good about being part of a team. They have to trust, respect and appreciate each other. I had the pleasure to chat with Kelly once again at the start of this year um, to ask her two things. When thinking about the professional hair and beauty industry, what she associated the most pride with and what intention she was setting for herself and her salon in 2022. What am I most proud about about the hair and beauty industry at the moment? I think I'm really proud of the way we've all come through this last two years and what we've achieved. I really believe we've come together a bit more as an industry as well. Um, I'm noticing a lot more support for each other's businesses and um valuing ourselves i'm seeing people are finally looking at their pricing structures and you know charging their worth and really looking at things from a business perspective now rather than apologizing because you need to do a price increase this year or something like that it's like well actually no this is the education i've had this is the experience i've got and actually this is what i'm worth intention for the business is to focus on what we do best from our customer service perspective and also um, focusing on skin. As a business, we're also focusing on our team. So we've already got our career goals, what we're going to be achieving as a team this year set and also individual ones for each of the teams. So we've been working on their opportunity interviews and looking at what are the opportunities they want over this coming year. And then what do I need to do to support them? And what do they need to do? What help will they need to be able to achieve that goal? And it's really interesting because they're not all business focused either. Some of them are personal goals. I know, um, you know, one of my team wants to go and, you know, start yoga and things like that. So just, you know, a bit of self-care and personal care even. Um, But that's the intention as a business. And then for myself personally as well, It's actually setting the time to look after myself and, you know, to take that moment out of constantly being in the business and and working on the business to actually look after myself as well. I think that's something that we can all be very guilty of being caught up looking after others. Um, But, you know, you've got to look after yourself too first. 
Last but not least, taking the number one spot on the most popular episodes of 2021, the episodes that resonated most with you this past year, we had Stephanie Fox on leadership and what staff want from their salon. This was an episode that we aired very early on in the season, and we were talking about how when you're running a business, the need to drive both performance and business often comes with thinking that dangling a carrot or motivating someone to do something is the way that you're going to get there the fastest. But founder of Talent Match, a recruitment and team building agency specializing in the beauty industry workforce, Stephanie is a generational leadership expert whose work is rooted in research. She had plenty of data that contradicted that way of thinking, you know, that dangling a carrot or motivating someone to do something was the way to get to your goals the fastest. On a yearly basis, she surveys today's talent to understand what they want and then acts as the liaison between salon owners and salon talent to discuss and navigate hard conversations. I've no doubts whatsoever that you'll love this episode as we look into the differences between leadership and motivation, dive into Stephanie's research, and discuss what responsibilities a great leader has in today's industry and workforce changing landscape. When I did kind of a deeper dive in the research, like, what do you mean by friends? Because a significant portion of them said they want their leader to be their friend and give them feedback. It's really about relationship. You know, and if you go back to what I said about an oath, right, we take this oath to show people the gap. Like, that's where the feedback has to come in. But you're never going to have any of that received well if you don't have a pre-existing relationship with somebody. Because then they don't think you care. And as leaders, we have to seek that level of relationship where... We do all the things we would do to build a great relationship with anyone else in a professional sphere, of course, so that we can follow through with our oath of like helping them grow. Connection is the basis for emotional stability and safety. And again, if we're going to be somebody helping somebody else grow, and we know that means there's going to be difficult conversations at times, we have to have emotional safety. Connection is what allows us to be hopeful. And while that's 2021 wrapped, it might not be a Spotify wrap, but it's definitely a great roundup. Which episode was your favorite this year? Share your thoughts with us and suggestions by sending us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as we genuinely love feedback and we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Coming soon, a brand new season of Forest FM Conversations. Tune in for season six, available from February 14th with a new episode weekly on Mondays, sharing inspiring stories from the salon floor. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Get your clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.